0: We should play Toomba. Why don't we play Toomba? I'm down. It's Toomba time. (laughs) Is that their motto? Is that their catchphrase?
1: That's ours now. I'm going to replace every bit of our podcast with it's Toomba time. It's
0: Toomba (laughs) time.
1: Welcome to an evening with two gamers
0: is this is this the new intro
1: i guess i don't know
0: in a world where there's only two gamers
1: <laughs>
0: you're gonna spend the evening with two of them which you're is also talk all about of some them
1: games that you may have <laughs> that's also all of them <laughs> you're gonna talk about some games that you probably heard of before
0: hmm.
1: what's what's my game makeup today i've got some good stuff for you actually this is this Ooh. is gonna be a fun one
0: Gamer makeup.
1: <laughs> I've put my gamer makeup on and now I'm ready to game. Uh, but this is like our, our mentions of gamers per minute is
0: so high already. they to slow it down a little bit. I bet, I bet gamer makeup has been done before. I bet someone's like, hold on, I can't game it. I need to put my makeup on. <laughs> I hope
1: that's a thing. That would honestly be pretty sick. If anybody ever said that to me, I would think that they're the coolest person I've ever met. Yeah,
0: I would think like at least a Twitch streamer.
1: Yeah, that is true. I want it to be for them though. Mm-hmm. Like t- with Twitch streaming, it's like for an audience. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. somebody to be mm-hmm. like, I'm not. I can't focus right now.
0: Like you're talking to the you're <laughs> you're talking to the homies on on like Discord when you're playing a game. Yeah, was like, wait, I got to put my makeup on, guys. I'm not feeling. Yeah, I'm not slaying enough right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it'll give you confidence if you're
0: like putting on a look, you know. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I gotta be slaying internally to a slay externally. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. That's just life. That's just a life lesson right there.
1: That's just life. Hey, it's video game podism. It's the optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase, and I am no longer blighted. I'm just regular now.
0: <laughs> Praise be to Dayquil. Got me through. Yeah. And I'm David, and I am still not blighted. I'll That's let you. Great. I'll let you know if I'm ever blighted again.
1: How are your ears doing this week? that doing. was a that was a point of uh, excitement last week. The
0: ears doing good. Still better. That's great. I love that. On the up and up. Healing. Healing. The the
1: hearing world.
0: Healing ear.
1: Have you been playing games, David?
0: Uh, yeah, still pretty much just uh, Legend of Zelda.
1: Tell me about your experience with it in the last week or so.
0: I have beaten the Fire Temple, and I've now gone to the Lightning Temple, which is cool. I don't know if there's ever yeah. been a Lightning Temple before, which is fun. I like that the energy yeah. of the Lightning Temple is
1: scary but cool. You get the uh, oh god, is it the Spirit Temple in N sixty four in in Ocarina in the desert? Because you have like mm. the Garuda Temple in Ocarina, but mm-hmm. it's not not a lightning temple which you're right is is pretty cool it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah
0: i got all my homies with me now i got a i got a squad i got a squad of of champions or not champions sages i should say Mm -hmm. and it's pretty it's pretty fun to have a bunch of yeah friends coming around ganging up on these Bokoblins with me. I feel like it's rare
1: that a Zelda game executes on that. Like I feel like oftentimes there is a message in Zelda games of like needing the support of either like sages or friends or Mm -hmm. uh, like partners a lot of the time but you rarely feel it as acutely as you do in Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Yeah it's some it's usually like oh I got this item that represents our connection (laughs) our friendship and now I can open this door something like that. I got
1: a cool pin to put on my backpack that reminds me (laughs) that That Raru is my friend.
0: All it says is Raru and you forever.
1: <laughs> it's just a handwritten note that he gave you. I don't know. I'm your. I'm your sage now, dude. I don't know.
0: so yeah it's it's fun that you're getting that that more visceral connection to these these characters through that they're not there in body but they are quite there in spirit which is fun yeah plus Tulin is so good at shooting an arrow No, Tulin has saved my ass (laughs) a number of times yeah it's just a well-timed
1: headshot it's wild whenever he really lets him off because the other people are definitely fighting, but Tulin is back
0: there, like cooking, <laughs> cooking up something dangerous. I feel like he's probably the most useful of yeah, them. Yeah, because he mostly just kind of does his own thing, and then oh, when you when you use him to get around places better, like mm-hmm. through gliding and his special power, oh, it's so good, so much better. I, I rely heavily on Tulin for for most of this game, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying 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 the Gerudo Desert. I feel like it's always such a Intimidating place to go Mm -hmm. because for (laughs) I think the thing that intimidates me the most about it is that when the temperature goes up, taking off all your clothes doesn't do anything for you. You have to be wearing (laughs) a specific type of of very breathable clothing to survive in the desert. And for some reason, that's scarier to me than going into the mountains without the right gear. I feel like I can Mm -hmm. always like try to warm myself up with like some chili peppers. Yeah, sure. But going into the desert without the right gear is you're you're asking for trouble. At that point, mm-hmm. uh, even if you got splash fruits and hydromelons, who knows? Sure. Who knows how far yeah. you're going to make it before that, <laughs> before you start seeing mirages. And I'm, I'm enjoying the Gibdos just because Gibdo is such a funny name. The Very little, good name. The little scary <laughs> skeleton people and putting their bones on my weapons, even though they break like immediately, they're good for like a poke and that's it.
1: They they are. They also give you a lot of them. So like it's mm-hmm. it's not the worst thing in the world to just like throw a couple of Gibdo bones on it and be like well that's fine
0: I also really enjoyed the little strategy component of mm-hmm. defending Gerudo town from the Gibdos yeah
1: that was cool I liked that section
0: yeah that was interesting I don't think I've I, I don't think I remember something like that in a Zelda game before where you plan out your defenses. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, Zelda RTS incoming. Who knows? (laughs) So that, that was a, that was a good time. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly uh, uh, engaging, even when you're doing, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be kind of gimmicky, but no, it was, I was, I was running around all over the place to, to say, folks and I think it was well balanced because like they got to what's, what's the what's the what's the lady's name Ryuji Ruji. R-I-J-U
1: yeah. yeah
0: they got to Ruji a couple times uh but I was able to beat them back yeah so it felt yeah compelling and like the stakes were were there but yeah. still doable, so it felt For like sure. it was yeah. just I don't know, well, well, very well balanced in that mm-hmm. section, which I appreciated. Yeah, totally. And yeah, now I'm Now I'm in the temple. In the temple, I haven't gone too far in it. It it is a vibe. It feels like I'm in a what is it? A pyramid essentially. It feels very pyramidy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So curious to see what goes on there. But man, the the boss fight like to get into the temple yeah it's very cool that was that was great i was like oh i don't yeah. do this usually kicked my ass quite a few times i have not upgraded my armor at all so i'm just going around I mean, you should do that yeah i, I don't <laughs> i, I have do not that. found this traveling troop that people talk about i'll stumble upon them probably after i've beaten Ganondorf. it'll be fine yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> but no the game's so great i feel like i'm getting to the point where i'm like okay let's 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 do the main quest and and get through yeah. this. All the other stuff I can come back to because there are just other things I want to start playing coming up yeah. in the future. There's a lot of things happening. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things coming out. I also beat the Lies of P demo. I hadn't beaten it before. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, this game is very bloodborne. <laughs> Like (laughs) even more so than like, I think I got through the first little mini boss the last time I talked about it, Mm -hmm. but then it got to the point, the part where there's the lady in the window talking to you. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like very, very (laughs) bloodborne, uh, still, still very fun, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, and then I, I think I was like you last week. I was thinking about it a lot. Like, is it, is it like a homage? Is it a ripoff? Yeah, it's, it's too hard. I don't think you can call it a ripoff because it's so well crafted. Mm -hmm. It is very much an homage, and I think that they do enough different with the actual combat itself, where it doesn't really Mm -hmm. play like Bloodborne, at least not the way that I really played Bloodborne. Bloodborne, some of the same mechanics, but you can't just step dodge around like a madman like I was in Bloodborne, which is what I did. You really have to kind of stay there and take a hit and just time it perfectly more like a Sekiro and then you have that added mechanic of getting back the your health by hitting your enemy again yeah for sure so yeah i'm i'm still looking forward to playing it we'll see what the reviews are like when it comes out but i think it's Mm -hmm. interesting it's it's, i think it's a well-crafted i don't even think you can call it a soul's born like but a born like (laughs) more like (laughs) a a blood like a blood like so yeah i'm 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 interested to see i'm interested to see where that goes i'm with you i also played another demo yeah jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn what a swerve the demo is this a new game I don't know if it's a new game I'm I just looked it up online and it says it came out in 2013. <laughs> how are you
1: playing the demo this is it like a demo <laughs> disc that you plugged into your PlayStation 3 <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm actually playing this on my PS3 that I just brought home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's apparently there is a remaster that was released uh, September of last year for the Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and Xbox.
0: So that's what I've been playing. Yeah.
1: How is this game? Are you a Jojo head just for, for I, record's sake?
0: I would not say I'm like a huge Jojo head. I did watch yeah. the first three seasons of the show. Yeah. I know there's like four or five seasons out now. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get into, I think, the fourth season. As sure. much as the, as the as the first three. Yeah. But I enjoy it. I know I know a lot of the characters in it. Some of them yeah. I do some of them I do not. Um really all you have to know is Dio. So yeah, it's it's fun. It captures the insanity of the anime quite sure. nicely. Yeah. And it first it really gives me a lot of Budokai vibes, like <laughs> Budokai <laughs> one just with the way that the the ui of the menus and the music in the background and just like the opening cinematic it's like this very joyous celebration of this show uh Mm. which is very fun sure yeah right so it's just it's just fun to to jump into and play as your favorite characters at least the the couple that they let you play as in the demo for a Mm. 10 year old game that i'm playing (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's it's I've, I've never played this one before and it's it's fun i got my ass handed to me by dio sure uh don't bring a hem user to a stand user fight is pretty much what <laughs> all the jojo heads out there will understand what i'm saying i guess i am a jojo head shit yeah
1: you did throw out some stances
0: just now <laughs> <laughs> but it has a it has an interesting fighting system too you can definitely like power up and get stronger yeah. but in the jojo world there are different dials or ways of fighting you can use like your like breathing energy or you can use essentially like a familiar to fight mm-hmm. and each one of those gets their special moves and each each character definitely plays differently and uh yeah like how they are in the the, the anime sure uh and it's it's just a lot of fun it's 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 wacky it's colorful it's it's a joyous game Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know if people who have not watched or enjoyed this show or manga would appreciate it but i have and it's great it's great fun yeah
1: that's cool um i feel like fighting games are so uniquely good at letting you like enjoy the big moments in an anime i guess like i'm specifically Mm -hmm. talking about like show and anime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where like a fight is the big point of the show
0: because it's like okay one v one let's
1: go Let's do this. Some fighting games really deliver on that promise too. Absolutely.
0: You know, they, don't, they aren't all created equal, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. what was it, Budokai 1, where they let you go through the different alternate storylines or the... Yeah, that uh, was pretty if, great. The what-ifs, essentially, of,
1: of mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. And even, I guess, even fighting games that don't have uh, an IP attached to them sometimes work for that, too. Um, I'm thinking mm-hmm. specifically of, like, some of the Soul Calibur games where, like, the story is a big part of it, mm-hmm. which is cool. I, I like that a lot. I like when a fighting game... And Mortal Kombat, too. There's a lot of stuff that goes
0: on in a Mortal Kombat game, lore-wise. There's a lot going on. There's so much going on that they decided to restart the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this shit doesn't make sense anymore. Let's, fuck fuck it. Man. Let's do it. Let's do it again. It clean. Let's do it again. Um and that's about it. That's all I've been playing. Sweet. What about you, Chase? What have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of games. I We'll eventually talk
1: about Final Fantasy 16. I have been playing it. There's a lot in there. I don't. I. I, I feel like I'm not ready to talk about it quite yet because I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten enough of the video game. Sure. That's, I think, saying something because I've played a significant amount of it already. But I really mm-hmm. like, I, I, I think this is mostly coming from the fact that I've seen reviews where people say that it got kind of worse towards the end of the game mm. and i'm waiting for that to happen I'm, I'm wondering if i have gotten there yet and i just haven't clocked that this is what people think is bad or if it truly is bad and i'm
0: just not there yet so is it like a big mechanical shift or a tonal shift what like what are people my, saying? my understanding is a, a writing shift
1: that it oh. gets a little bit worse as far as writing And I think what they're saying is that the writing goes from, like, what feels like pretty grounded stuff is happening in the beginning of the game to, like, kind of a magical wizard is the bad guy. Mm. I, I don't know what that means like contextually. I mean, that's very Final Fantasy, I feel like. so. I mean,
0: it's also very Game of Thrones. Like the Night King is a magical wizard. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice wizard. Sure. Zombie man.
1: It makes sense. Like Final Fantasy 7 does that too, where the, like, the Midgar section is so like a look at the brutal effects of capitalism and how things can go so wrong there when you are just like mindlessly gathering resources from the earth. And like- that is still a part of the story, but it very quickly turns into like Sephiroth is bad and you got to go fight him and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's more nuanced and like Shinra plays a part in the story after that. But still, I think like not outside of the realm of possibility, but but sure. still, like I said, I I, I want to f- get a little bit farther into it before I like say definitively what's what's That's really true. going on there. But I, I will say I'm like a, a little cooler than I was after I played the demo. I think I was pretty hot on it after the demo yeah and I think it's like come back down a little bit, but it's still like a very, very good game mm-hmm. overall I think like the combat's amazing. the cutscenes are just fucking crazy the it it feels like it's longer periods of kind of like vibe areas where you're going in and just kind of like feeling out the area maybe doing a side quest and like getting some story and then like just the coolest fucking boss fight you've ever seen. Uh, Like Azura's (laughs) wrath level of nuts going on in these cutscene or fights sometimes. It's so, so good. So yeah, I, like I said, I'll, I'll talk more on it a little bit later, but I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. Uh, The three games that I do want to actually talk about uh, Uh the first of which is Pikmin one, David, Pikmin uno, Pikmin uno. The first,
0: the first of the picks. (laughs) Where are you even playing this on the? Did they have it on the Switch?
1: <laughs> they yeah, they just put out like a re-release of one and two on the Switch, mm. preempting the release of four. Gotcha. And uh, I haven't played this game since it came out. I, I played it on release. Uh, in the GameCube days. And uh, I remember liking it, but I really haven't returned to this series at all. Sure. And so I was like, yeah, man, I'll play Pikmin one. That sounds cool. And it's fun Uh, for, for anybody who hasn't played this game. Essentially, Pikmin is like Nintendo's take on kind of a strategy game in a strange way. Mm-hmm. you uh plays this dude olimar who you may know from any smash brothers and he like sh- crash lands on earth and he's like an inch tall uh and he shows up <laughs> he's and daddy. he's very very small and he shows up and he has to fix his ship you are missing 30 parts of your ship and you have 30 day like in-game days to mm-hmm. do that. And there's like I think four areas initially that you can go to to get these parts. And the way that you collect them is initially you find uh what he calls an onion. It's a place where Pikmin come out of these little like weird little guys mm-hmm. uh and uh, initially you have weird, access weird little
0: guys again. Oh, weird little guys. Chase is on a kick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> initially you have access to the red weird little guys and uh you can <laughs> use them to like fight the local creatures. Uh you can use them to move things. So like your, your ship parts all kind of blew up into weird spots. And so you have to go find them and collect them. And anytime you'd like beat an enemy or find like these little power-ups, you have to tell the Pikmin like, Hey, go carry this back to your own little ship and it will spawn more Pikmin. Mm. And so there's like almost an RTS level of, strategy going on it's it's very simplified right like this isn't starcraft but uh an rts level of strategy where you are trying to figure out like how do i optimize the amount of pikmin that i'm carrying around how do i get them from place to place you can like throw them a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. if you're on like a ledge that you have a hard time getting up to then maybe you can figure out like okay how do we get these guys over here or How do I cross this water without hurting them? Cause most of them can't swim other than the blue ones. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a bunch of enemies in our way. What do we do with this? And like, how do we beat those guys? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it also runs on this like in game clock. I don't know exactly how long it is, but you know, imagine five or 10 minutes for a level. Uh, And once that is done, you have to go back to your ship, collect all your Pikmin and you go up in the sky and a day ends. And then, yeah that's that's the end of the day if any of your pikmin are like around they'll get left behind which is like such a blow whenever that <laughs> happens i feel
0: terrible you you because don't you see them like run to the ship as yes, you as they, you blast off into they, space
1: they almost all make it and then they're like wait no and then they get attacked by like monsters I have, see, yeah. I, I have to skip yeah i skip that cutscene very regularly because <laughs> i can't do it Oh man, permadeath. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yes. Like, essentially, what's going on is you have to like manage your numbers of Pikmin really closely because mm-hmm. if you get down too low, it becomes really challenging to like fight anybody or collect anything. So yeah. there's there's been a couple of in-game days where I'm like, I just need to like go find enough power-ups to get more Pikmin or go fight enough guys to like get, gather enough to up my numbers because they do get pretty low. The other day, I had like a day where i totally blew it and left like 50 pikmin on the planet
0: 50 buddies it it
1: sucked it was horrible oh i just like mismanaged my time to the point where i had left them like all the way on the other side of the map and all you don't even need to like put them back in their home you just they just have to be following you to not leave them behind (laughs)
0: but god i totally fucked it up so that was quite a blow the monsters were looking at you blasting off into space and like, all right, thanks guys. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Jesus. It was
1: uh yeah, it was, it was a bummer, but I'm having a good time with this. It's, it's really strange to play through this game. I think because I don't usually think about this as like Nintendo's bread and butter, you know, it feels kind of like a secondary or tertiary series that they, they've been pushing, but they're like, this was a really good game and I'm really enjoying it. I think the balance that they hit of making the game simple enough of like, I've, I need 30 parts and I've got 30 days. That's compelling to me. I, get mm-hmm. it i can at a glance see i've got five parts and 20 days left
0: i need to up my parts per day you know the the, the ding boy doesn't even need a list for this one he just has no. it internally inside yeah, of him. I, 30 I and 30 okay i got you I got you. I know
1: what to do, which is which is really good. I, I think that I, I've played the rest of the Pikmin, and I don't remember them. And I could be wrong. I, I I'll I'm planning on playing the other two after this, but I don't remember them being as like simple as that story wise. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that I'm enjoying right now. I, I it is drawing me along to know the amount of time that I have left and what I have to do with that time. I remember totally fucking this up as a kid as uh, as well.
0: Like. Just like ran out of time, couldn't get the parts, and like didn't make it. Yeah, time management is not the the, the greatest skill of a child, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying it. It's it's a very Nintendo game. Uh, yeah. Specifically, it feels like a very Miyamoto game. Mm. Like I, you hear all those stories about him talking about like, yeah, I went into my backyard and like went into this like forest behind my backyard which is what like Zelda is based on right like these little mm-hmm. adventures that he would have and Pikmin feels really similar where it is asking you to consider and appreciate like exceptionally small animals and creatures yeah in a way that feels very Miyamoto like mm. it, it's just so focused on the small scale and like tiny things mean big things in this in this mm-hmm. game like uh, a little stone is a big problem for you to deal
0: with it's true
1: and so I feel like in, in a very Nintendo way it is asking you to consider your perspective in a way that's like very cool and kind I guess like it mm-hmm. feels like kind to the world that it's inhabiting which I really appreciate uh, it's it, it's really cool and fun to exist there the game is also like fucking hard so it's, 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 not, easy, it's yeah. not it's not all like sunshine and rainbows over there whenever I like roll up on some dude and like are fighting them the wrong way. It is just such a problem. Like if I lose like 30 Pikmin in a go, I'm like devastated that that has happened. (laughs) Like it took me so long to get those numbers. Like I can't Mm -hmm. believe that we have to go figure out another way to do this now. It's just got routed in the battle. Exactly. Yeah. So that's always kind of a challenge, but I I think mostly for good. I I think it is the, the, the same sort of feeling that I get in fire emblem where I I just have a hard time losing any of those people. And Mm -hmm. with fire emblem, like there's a a pretty straightforward path where you don't have to lose people in a game, Mm -hmm. but in Pikmin, that's part of the, that's part of the game is you will lose Pikmin at certain points, and you will totally fuck up a certain route and. Yeah. Kill 20 of them accidentally. Nature's unforgiving. And nature is unforgiving. And like, it's a bit of a bummer, right? Because I think just, you know, as as a kid who was always bummed out when people were like, oh, there's a spider in the corner. We need to kill it. I'm always like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if we want to do that. Like, can mm-hmm. we, just, we just let him like stay there or at least put him outside or something? Like, it is challenging to uh, just have all your Pikmin like get burned in a fire or something like that.
0: How many ways have you seen your Pikmin die, Chase? Do you need to? Do you, do you, <laughs> You need to clear it with the Pikmin right now. I know. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's a lot of visceral
1: stuff, which I think is part of the the problem. It's they either like die in a fire or they like drown because they can't swim or something. Mm-hmm. God, some of the enemies though—they will just like stomp on like ten Pikmin at a time, mm. which is always so like just frustrating. I'm staring at my Brutal. Switch, just like <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you so monsters. frustrated. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this game. Like I said, I think the most interesting thing about it is just the the design philosophy behind it. And I don't know, I, I like Nintendo games often do this where they will bring a new edge to an already existing genre. Mm-hmm. And this is really their their attempt at an RTS or like a strategy game. Yeah. And it's unlike any other strategy game that I've played, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's a cool thing to exist. And so, like, I have to laud it for that at the very least. Um, also, just like, just shouts out to the design in this game. It's just like Windows XP core <laughs> at, at, the, at the UI design <laughs> level, like... Just all these weird skeuomorphic designs, like all of the the numbering systems, like they have this like kind of translucent, glassy look to them all. Oh, sure. It's it's very bizarre, but like I I very much appreciate it. It, it looks like a mid two thousands game in in a way that isn't covered in zippers and new
0: metal. Uh it's
1: sure. it's cool. Zippers. Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with zippers, zippers and new metal. I like Nomura as much as anybody else, but still. <laughs> don't, I,
0: don't get I, me I, wrong here don't get me wrong here
1: (laughs) i played the bouncer i played kingdom hearts i like all that shit too Mm -hmm. but uh still yeah it's 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 very fun looks like yeah windows xp or windows vista or something like that it's great it's fun uh so yeah i'm gonna keep playing that i'm like on the last level as we speak so i might check in again just kind of after i'm done to see uh what what went on there the next game that i am playing or played i should say i guess is this game called nova lands david okay um, Nova lands is a game that I had seen kind of, uh, showed off at some of the like not E3 coverage a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a game that was coming out much later, but it, it came out fairly recently. I think it's been in like early access for a little bit, but, uh, it was this game that was pitched as a automation game. So, uh, like a Factorio or Ooh. Dyson sphere program or satisfactory.
0: We know how chase feels about those. Good. good. Is the
1: answer. I feel good about yes. those <laughs> games. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm interested already. It's But it's got this uh, very different art style that is a lot more lo-fi, kind of looks like, you know, a 16-bit game top-down level where you are uh, controlling a pixely little character guy. Mm-hmm. And so that, that that is new for me in this genre. Factorio has a design that looks a little grungy to me. Grungy? Yeah, it, it, like everything looks kind of rusty in Factorio, and I think that's part of it. But I was interested in this art style because it is very much like more of a like high, not high fi, but more polished and glossy look than Factorio is bringing. And like Satisfactory is like kind of just looks like not photorealistic, but it is going after that look. Factorio oh, looks like a
0: circuit board. Yeah.
1: And I think that's kind of what the game <laughs> does sometimes. It's very logic based in everything. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in Novaland, so I fired it up and uh, promptly put a uh, good number of hours into it what what is a good number of hours chase uh, about 12 solid so yeah it's it's not I, I feel like i'm pretty close to the end of the game but i definitely just like floored it with <laughs> with playing this game it's got uh it's got that good ding boy dopamine rush where mm-hmm. i've got three tools available to me and one of the tools allows me to harvest resources and if i unlock the next tool it'll allow me to do it faster and so i need to need to do that gotta be more efficient gotta be more efficient. Essentially, the way the game plays out is you start off on this like middle island and uh, you start like harvesting, I think it's like iron and sticks and stone and shit like that. Uh, And you can build furnaces to process the iron. And then once you have a certain number of iron bars, you can like build this thing that allows you to go to another island. That Mm -hmm. is, uh, it's all like pre-programmed, like it's not random. And that island has different resources that you can collect and that will unlock new stuff in your skill tree and your tech tree and all sorts of shit like that. Where I think this game does a couple of things new is that it is much simpler than the other automation games that are its contemporaries like with Every one of those other factory games that I listed, Factorio, Dyson Sphere Program and Satisfactory. Yeah. With all of those, routing is a big thing that you have mm-hmm. to manage, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how your conveyor belts go from one area to another. Whereas this game simplifies that and does not ask you to do that. You just have like mover bots that you build that will, if anything needs a resource on the island, it will take it and put it there. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to deal with like the conveyor belt system that is in most of the other games. I usually like that in those games, but I, I agree that it's kind of an uphill battle the first time you learn that. Or the first sure. time you're learning that in one of those games mm-hmm. and so i really enjoy that they are taking a little bit of the edge off while still giving you the like satisfactory sense like that that mm. sense of progression that the game gives you and sort of the thrill of you know building bigger and better stuff over the course of time which is really really great i, th- I think that that is a niche that is not filled i think that these games can be not gate kept but really hard to get into it's a series or like a-, a genre that i myself just didn't really think that i would be into to until I actually got into uh, Satisfactory and realized like, no, this is actually very fun, but it, it's hard initially. And so I think that this would serve as a really good first introduction to hmm. the automation genre.
0: Okay. Is that what it's called? The automation genre?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which is cool. I I think that having more people who have not yet played a a game in that genre play that game is a good thing. It's a a good (laughs) thing to have more people playing your stuff because somebody probably likes it that hasn't played that game yet. Absolutely. So that's cool. I've seen people compare it to this game Forager, but that's not a game that I've played before. So I don't exactly know if that's like totally accurate. But from what I understand, Forager has that same like kind of tile based unlocking of the map and a similar kind of arc. So I may check that one out too, but yeah, that's just something online people have, I've seen people say a lot about it. Yeah. uh, Like I said, it also doesn't force you to do the kind of like back of the napkin math that satisfactory does (laughs) a lot of the times in this and and Dyson sphere does this too, where you'll have an output of something and it's like, okay, I have eight factories and they're all outputting two iron each, Mm -hmm. right? every minute or so. How many of these other um like bar smelters do I need to perfectly align the output with the input,
0: right? So you're telling me that these games are creating word problems for like elementary and middle school <laughs> math teachers as we seem kind,
1: kind of honestly like <laughs> if if you you know if you have 10 iron ore extractors and they're extracting 30 ore per minute, but these iron smelters are burning through 10 ore every 10 seconds or something like mm. what how many do you need or something like that? What is right? X? Yeah. What is X? <laughs> which like isn't, I, I, I have come to enjoy that stuff, but the larger your factory gets and the more in uh satisfactory, you're talking about stuff like overclocking or you, you know one part of your tech tree is moving much faster than another. So you have to like kind of compensate for that um, or, or anything like that. Again, this game doesn't force you to do that. It's just like, yeah, you got out, you got iron bars coming out. Your little worker guys will handle it, which is all really good. I think all of that comes with a big bummer of a caveat at least on Switch, is mm-hmm. that the I, I am much farther into the game. There are a lot of things on screen, and my Switch is struggling <laughs> to keep up.
0: <laughs> it, is, it is burning up in your hands.
1: It, it, mostly the frame rate has come down to just like a crawl most of the time. I don't know if that's something that they might fix pretty soon, because again, this is like it, it came out very recently. But like, holy moly, once you get to the end game, it like it really, really slows down. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's just like I've got stuff laying around and like that's slowing down. There's too many objects on the screen at once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a bummer. I wish I could sing sort of a more full throated endorsement of this game. But if you're going to play it on Switch, it does come with the understanding of like once you get to the end game, it will be kind of slow. Pushing the hardware. This is also a PC game, so like, if you are more interested in playing it and you have a PC, I think that might be the place to do it right now, just because it's you might have a stronger bit of hardware than a Switch. But yeah, it's a little bit of a, a bummer right now. I, I I do hope that there's some kind of performance patch that like at least makes it a little bit easier. Like I said, like I'm playing the game in like what feels like half speed right now. It's it's pretty rough. Chase is dying over here. Come on, Nintendo! Please throw me a bone. I realize I played way more than you probably thought I would play in the first couple days, but. But uh, still, I I like the game a lot and I would love to say like definitely check this one out. But and and like I will say like performance is not something that usually bothers me. There's been a lot of discussion with that around uh, the Final Fantasy 16 game. And like, I've been in performance mode and like, yeah, there's some
0: hiccups every now and then, but like, God, it just doesn't bother me at all. Whereas this one is just like pr- pr- pretty rough, pretty rough. How tragic the switch can play a game about optimization, but it cannot optimize itself.
1: <laughs> it's true. Let me in there. Let me in the hardware. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll put my worker bots on it you guys. Yeah. I, I am really excited about the game. I think there there should be more like it. I'm going to check out Forager to see if that's maybe something similar, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Just be careful. If you're gonna buy it on switch can be a little rough towards the end of it finally david the last game that i have played this week is this game called that which gave chase
0: huh chase all heart a little bias (laughs) (laughs) this is the greatest game i ever played
1: (laughs) this is better than anything ever (laughs) this is a let's see do you have a guess david
0: it is what say the name again that which gave chase i mean my my gut is that it's a deck building roguelike. Close, but no cigar, David. Damn. It is a lo fi horror game, my ah, friend. That's the <laughs> second option.
1: Yeah, you're so close. <laughs> So I I, I think I saw this on Twitter. I think like Bryce Butcher or something had liked a tweet about this. And I was like, hey, that looks up my alley. Just came out. It is uh, a game that is advertised as being able to be beatable in under an hour or so. Mm -hmm. It's like $5 on Steam and it's a lo-fi horror game. So for maybe anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's just a game that kind of looks like a PlayStation 1 game that somebody has made recently with Mm -hmm. that design ideology on purpose, right? Lots
0: of polygons.
1: Lots of polygons looks kind of "quote unquote" bad, but as we have talked about before on on the pod, I think there is a terror that PS One can only communicate. Like the the farther away you get from the metaphor of what you are trying to convey, the kind of more grotesque it becomes. Mm-hmm. Like if you were looking at Laura Croft, just at her whole person, she's kind of terrifying. If you're comparing that to what you know, to look like as a human and like most of the time, that's fine because you are trying to interpret that game as she is a representation of a person Mm -hmm. versus like in something like silent Hill, it is harder to interpret that sort of stuff. And so there's this gap that shows up between your expectation of reality and what they're what's being conveyed in a way that is quite terrifying. It can be scary if if used to good effect,
0: mm-hmm. and I will
1: say that this one does that. But to talk a little bit about like what this game is, it's this game where you are playing as a uh, this guy who is what's it called like a, a sled driver. He's got like four dogs that are pulling his sled, Ooh, and you're so you the person. Yukon,
0: like where... Alaska, or something.
1: Yeah, it's like it it doesn't mention specifically where this is, but you are like in a frozen tundra, essentially, just like a mountainous frozen area mm-hmm. and you are transporting this guy who only refers to you as a musher or a musher <laughs> a uh, musher <laughs> <laughs> um, it it uh, weirdly enough will come into play here in a second, but oh, okay. And he's like, Hey, I started this expedition when I was much younger and I need you to finish the expedition with me hmm. to take me through this wilderness essentially. And the way that the game plays out is that honestly, a lot of it is you just riding in the dog sled and you control the dogs, right? So mm-hmm. you can turn them left, right? You can tilt your, your, your dog, your sled little bit if you're kind of rolling over a little bit sure and there's that you're also bringing along this guy who's like talking to you most of the time and every now and then he'd be like hey there's a cabin over there we should go get out mm-hmm. and look at it sure this game really reminds me of Paratopic in moments because it does the same thing that Paratopic does where uh, Paratopic is another lo-fi horror game. It does the same thing that Paratopic does where it will snap between scenes immediately. Yeah. Like there's no loading, loading scene. There's no like, Hey, we're going to a new place now. It is just like you are immediately in a totally different location, Mm -hmm. which is like so good. I love that effect. You so rarely see that in video games because oftentimes like the game has to like pull up a whole new level if it wants you to be somewhere
0: else yeah yeah it's disorienting
1: yeah but and it, it uses it to such good effect mm-hmm. it's in, in a similar way to paratopic does where you, you'll you be like oh, uh, starting to open up into a cabin and it tot- it cuts to like nighttime you're walking you're not on the sled anymore you're tr- trying to follow like the guy who you're hanging out with up this like dark mountain you don't have a flashlight you kind of catch up to him and then it immediately snaps to another scene which is great. And uh, I I guess just like spoiler warning, I'm going to talk about most of this game. If you're interested at all in what I've been talking about, definitely play it. It's only an hour. It's like $5. It's mm-hmm. worth your money. But uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about kind of what, what goes on through through a fair bit of this game. Uh, eventually, this guy starts talking to you and like, you know, sp- speaking more about what the game kind of is about mm-hmm. and mentions things, you know, more like, you know, you can't trust your senses out here. Um, least of all your memories. Mm. People start to forget who they are in these places. And again, I think that's that's supported so much by the, the these like cuts between these like story beats. It is very unclear what order they happen in when they happened, if you are still playing the same character that you were just playing before, sure, any anything like that. So, I, I I think that they use it to to great effect in the game, and also it supports kind of the narrative that's going on of not being really clear about what is happening. Why it's happening or when is the thing that you are experiencing at that given moment? Mm-hmm. There's this story that kind of starts to come out about these um, these deer and these mushrooms that are in the the valley and on the mountain oh, where okay. there are these deer that uh, you see every now and then and they uh, are, are they like eat these kind of like mushrooms on the ground and it, it's the guy keeps talking about like well in the first expedition we these deer always knew how to get back to their herd like we would uh, try and do these like kind of fucked up experiments where we would like try and take away one of their senses to oh. see if they could still make it back to the herd. Okay. And they always did. And so they were trying to hypothesize that like these mushrooms had something to do with it. Expand which, their minds. Uh, yeah. There's, there's something going on there. And again, going back to you being called the, the musher, the musher oh. kind of foreshadows where, where sure. the, the game starts to go. It's yeah, it's, it's a really, really great. I love that the, the, the story is just like so ethereal and experimental and like, you know, full disclosure, you're not going to have every answer that this game starts to ask you mm-hmm. uh, by the end of it, it. It is another one of these lo-fi horror games that is comfortable with the unknown, with not having an answer to to all the questions that it poses. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, if... If you need every loose end to be tied up, this one might not be for you. Mm-hmm. And and you just played Paratopic, so you know kind of like what yeah. <laughs> what you're in for there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm I, I I really like that. I, I I like these games for like the experience that they give you, not necessarily the plot that happens. Right. Gotcha. I think how how these games say the things that they're saying is like one of the most important parts about it rather than like, you know, the, the, if you looked up on Wikipedia, what went down, it's like, that's not really the same thing as playing it,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is cool. I I think it adds to the idea that like the, the game is creative and specific enough to give you a, a unique experience that can't, be translated just like written word which is great I, I really like that it reminds me of a number of things uh i think just like most obvious is which it's a you know it's pretty lovecraftian right you're you're heading out into the woods there's there's no like cthulhu that shows up or anything. <laughs> But it is, and then there was a Cthulhu, (laughs) then there was a Cthulhu, but, but it is concerned with you slowly losing your grasp on reality, Mm. questioning in the game. And like your character is also questioning this, like what, what is happening? What are we doing? And also, where are we going? I I think it does that both narratively and physically just because you're jumping around so often that it's like, I don't know where I've come from in this scene. Like, where do I even need to be going? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And eventually one of the uh, narrative beats that happen is you realize that you can follow the deer a lot of the time if you're in like a bad situation Mm -hmm. and they will oftentimes kind of like treat you as part of the herd and uh, allow you to move on to another spot, which is really cool, like really great that that is one of the only ways to get through this This place. Mm -hmm. Reminds me a little bit of Annihilation in the sense of you like going into this kind of like cursed space Mm. and trying to make your way out of it and figure out like... Who you are, and a lot of the times, like that—that that movie and book, and then this game too—is much more about like, what am I doing here? Who, like, who am I? What's happening? Who are these people that are with me, and like, what, what, what are they willing to do to get through this? It has a little bit of Uzumaki, the Jinji Ito, mm-hmm. uh graphic novel. There's some some time fuckery that eventually shows up. It's not like the most major part of the story, but it it really reminded me of. There there was a passage in this game where they were mentioning about being safe from the harbors of time or Mm -hmm. something like this while you're in the valley. So like it could have been a long time since you've been here. And you might not know, which is just, you know, that's, that's frightening unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think also this uh, movie called Hour of the Wolf, uh, I I saw get mentioned a couple of places when people are talking about it online. It's this Ingmar Bergman movie. Oh, I've heard that name. Who, yeah, I, I was like kind of familiar with him, but not like heavily. Um, Essentially that movie shows this guy who like is suffering from, uh, uh, can't sleep good disease. What is the word? Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Uh, he's, he's having a bout of insomnia, essentially (laughs) the Derek Zoolander school for people who can't sleep good. (laughs) Can't sleep so good. Uh, (laughs) he essentially is just like tortured by these like demons that are around him essentially. And it's, it's another story of losing your grasp on reality. And, and I think like visually you can definitely see the inspiration there. This game isn't black and white, but like because you're in this frozen tundra, oftentimes the only colors you are seeing are like whites and grays. And and so I think like visually you can definitely feel the influence there, which is great. I, that's like such a cool thing to pull from. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think just like at, at the end of the day here, I, I love the way that th- this game played out because these these horror games are just like fairly short. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the mechanics really tire that much for me sure. because i'm just so interested in what is happening that even if something initially i'm like ah that that doesn't control well or like that mm-hmm. bit didn't feel great you're beyond it so quickly that it it just doesn't really matter and so it it allows me to focus much more on the narrative of the game rather mm-hmm. than just looking at the mechanical
0: experience that i'm having with it yeah, it's just like, all right on to the next thing
1: yeah yeah which i i think is really cool it's it's a thing that I like about the lo fi genre quite a bit is that a lot of the times these experiences are uh, as long as they need to be, which oftentimes is quite short, which is great. I-, I think that's really, really good. I also just like love surrealism in video games. Like we were talking about Katamari Damacy last week, which is a very surrealist game. Mm-hmm. And I-, I think a lot of the time surrealism is used as a form of comedy in sure. um, uh, games. But I-, I I think that you hear a lot about games that treat it as a horror element for good reason. Like I think eternal darkness was that the game that we played?
0: Yeah. On the GameCube. Yeah. you are like losing.
1: Yeah. You're, you're kind of losing your grasp on reality of that one too. Also Mm -hmm. uses like surrealism. Um, I think metal gear does pretty often Mm -hmm. and I think to great effect. And so like it, I, I think games just get sometimes get really bogged down with needing to represent something physically because like they're just so focused on the mechanics of something that yeah. Whenever somebody does focus on like, I'm going to make this a purposely confusing experience mm-hmm. and disorienting experience. Initially, if, if you've only played Call of Duty, that might feel kind of like a bummer. But yeah, I think there's a lot of enjoyment there if you can kind of let the reins off and just like experience the emotion that a game is making you feel and with this one it was you know unease disorientation uh the the terror of being out in this cold wilderness for so long and by yourself uh the loss of control over like time and how this kind of just like the the same vignettes keep popping up in the same locations and you're just kind of unclear about like how did i even get here you know that people talk about uh when you leave work, you get in the car and then you kind of like are at your house and you're like, was I focused just now while I was driving? Like I, I was so in my own head that I don't remember any of that. Yeah. And like, I think that that is a, these cuts between scenes are such a good representation of that. of like just having woken up somewhere and being like, what the fuck even did I do for the last half an hour? Mm. Mm -hmm. which is it can be a scary thing right especially if you're in this this terrifying situation that the main character is yeah uh yeah which is great eventually you do end up you know eating some mushrooms and and doing some (laughs) things it's frightening some mushies some mushies so i i I thought this this game was really wonderful Uh, this is right up my alley so perhaps not surprising but i i thought it was great i had a really good time um also, if you're if you're interested in this but don't want to play it necessarily, I, I checked out this guy's YouTube called uh, CJU Games, and it's this dude who like. I look through his catalog and he seems to just play a shitload of indie games Hmm. and is like so good at commentary. I feel like whenever I pull up just some random YouTube video, chances are I'm not going to like the person who is like commenting on it. They're just easily shouting and so loud and like they're not really allowing the game to breathe Mm. at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas like this dude is just kind of like a nice British man who's hanging out and like talking about the game, but never really, you know yeah it it gives the game the focus rather than like what's up gamers it's me your boy again today we're gonna play this lo-fi horror game and i'm gonna shout at the screen for an hour or something you know like it's he's much more focused and like is is digesting the game as he's playing it which i i, I think is really great is the youtube
0: um, voice the new transatlantic ass accent for the modern oh my age God, that would be such a bummer there <laughs> is a like, very specific cadence and tone yes. to the to the youtubers and Influencers talking in their videos, right? The rhythm
1: of it is pretty specific. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I hope not. Cause then, like, that means in a hundred years, like, our great grandchildren will be like, man, don't you love that old YouTube accent? It's so classy. <laughs> it's so classic it's
0: So classic. Not classy, but classic. We'll say classic.
1: <laughs> Turbo Video Game Podtimism is going to make an episode about it and do a, a YouTube f- voice for. <laughs> Whatever game came out this year, it's like video game podismism but turbo. <laughs> this will all bring into to my to my pod-tomistic thing of the week, David, mm-hmm. which is people playing video games. Damn, and and letting me watch them. Oh. OK, I think specifically I enjoy watching people play video games in the Internet. I think like perhaps given my age, I mm-hmm. suspect that I am not the target demographic most of the time for the the videos that are being made there. But like with CJU games, uh, every now and then you find somebody who's doing a really good job of it and highlighting games that I have never heard of but would like to play mm-hmm. or say I want to check out a new game but I don't quite want to buy it yet. Sure. Just let me let me flip through 10 minutes of somebody playing it. That'll really help me. Mm-hmm. Watching my wife play Mar- uh, Super Mario Odyssey, a very fun experience for me. It's very cool to uh, see somebody's brain kind of click along and the gears turn of like, what? Do I, how do I do this? What's going on here? Yeah. Very satisfying experience for me. I really like doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like watching. I like watching a video game be played, David. It's great.
0: No, it is fun. And I, I like it especially as well because with games nowadays they're just so rich and so much detail in them that yeah. being able to watch you really get a lot more of what is going on in the game itself as it's opposed true. to just like where the action is which is all yeah. that my old my old man eyes can <laughs> can decipher nowadays it's just what is going to kill me and hurt me like playing a dark souls game is much different than watching someone play a dark souls game
1: yeah it's it's true i um kind of wonder sometimes if i watch an eye tracker of me playing a video game sometimes i feel like i'm just staring dead center in the game and nowhere else like
0: (laughs) absolutely exactly right nothing (laughs) no i don't want any of like what the the art department has spent years crafting just give me the vital information to how to survive and win
1: i know it's such a bummer because sometimes i'll like Stop in a video game and be like good lord This location is amazing mm-hmm. and then Just sprint through it and fight a Fly on the other end of it and be like, all right, bye. And then just leave it forever. I will never come back. Yeah. It, it, it is a bit of a bummer in that way, but I, I, I agree. Uh, anyway, uh, David, do you have something feeling your sense of optimism?
0: Yeah. It's talking to people about games. IRL. Oh, sure
1: enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was at a party this last weekend and we just started oh, talking wow. about games at the table. People we were talking about Ratchet and Clank and how it made it made them be friends with their brother. Wow. Like their experience with it. It was great. I was like... Damn, that is, that's awesome. I just love hearing that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And so many people have these stories about games. It's just great mm-hmm. to hear. And just fills me with a sense of podtimism that <laughs> it's not just me who's had these great experiences beyond just like mechanically with a game, but with, with, with a person or, you know, learning something about yourself mm-hmm. through, through this beautiful medium. Uh, so that was awesome. I love that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. When we did our hundredth uh, episode, the one about meaningful games, I was like, way enthused to hear about people's like experiences with with what games mean the most to them
0: oh that was awesome yeah it was so cool
1: if anybody has those still feel free to send them in like it was was a very cool part of the show that i like hope isn't just yeah restricted to episode 100 because there's some good shit in there
0: yeah or any new listeners who want to send in what was meaningful to them we just do that every once in a while just once we get a, a critical mass of them just Start, yeah, try th- throwing them out, throwing them out there. That's true. Yeah, it
1: was, it was very cool. So mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Good at him. Games can mean something, David. No, Chase, they're just violence and the devil's way of getting to your children. <laughs> it's the
1: devil's way. <laughs> <laughs> Look he's... at this weird, spooky PlayStation One game that he's played. It's the devil. <laughs> it's
0: the devil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although I bet if a, a, a like real old boomer played that which gave Chase, I think they might think it's the devil. I think there's a couple people that Ooh. might come out of it thinking it's the devil.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't like it. No there's a lot of games that the older generation would not like but <laughs> that's that's art baby yeah
1: that's art that's true that's true uh anyway do you want to move on to our main thing david yeah let's do it cool hey it's good games it's a segment <laughs> where we talk about the okayest <laughs> games yesterday year and, uh, gosh, all the things that we love about him and, uh, got another listener listener suggested a game this time. This one coming to us, um, from return game suggester, Carl, Carl, we got, uh, we got some confirmation about how his name is said. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sending us that email quite a few months ago now, Carl. I was, I was sitting on it until until now so we could really get back here swinging with the correct pr- pronunciation. Uh, suggester of the Long Dark now suggesting Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Mm-hmm.
0: David. This was intense. This was, yeah, this is an intense <laughs> one. Had you played this game before, actually? No, I had played Far Cry 3. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Far Cry 3. That was probably my favorite Far Cry. It was, yeah, it was the first time that it hit the formula that they've been
1: doing ever since. Mm-hmm. And so I, fe- I feel like it felt very novel at the time. And the game also was not super bloated no. yet. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I agree that I, I enjoyed that one. You know, all the wild shit at Ubisoft that has come out since is uh, troubling. But mm-hmm. um, at, at least at the time, I, I enjoyed that, that game. Far Cry 2 also good. I think at some point you should play Far Cry 2.
0: That's the one in Africa, right? Yes. A
1: really different
0: game than any of the
1: other Far Cries yeah. actually.
0: That was the first one where they made a big deal about the fire. There was fire, a very emergent gameplay, yeah, centered video game, which you is you could really make cool. fire or some or an enemy could make fire, and it could turn into this raging brush fire in in the yeah. in the desert. See, it seems interesting, and I mean, uh, yeah, Far Cry Three is, I think, really good. I would I would try yeah. Far Cry Two. Where can I even play it? Like Steam or something? It is on Steam. Directed by none other
1: than Clint Hawking. Mr Mr Ludo Narrative Dissonance himself. Oh damn. It was mm-hmm. his blog post that made that. Anyway, we're, we're we're off track. Let's 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 center on Blood Dragon. I also had not played this game, which is surprising because I think like in 2013 I feel like this would have been kind of my shit. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago I feel like it was, it was I was I probably would have been into this. It would have felt very novel. Not that I wasn't here, but I think 23-year-old me would have been like, yeah, dude, lasers and guns.
0: Yeah. Lasers and guns and irreverent humor. There we go. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Camp. Yeah. But before we get too far, David, kind of hit you with some hot stats about this video game? Uh, Please. Cool. Hot stats. Hot stats. So this one came out may 1st of 2013 for playstation 3 and xbox 360. fear not it would eventually come to uh, google stadia july 7th of 2022 (laughs) not the stadia (laughs) the stadia finally got its hit so this was made by uh, ubisoft montreal who you might know from splinter cell or prince of persia in the mid aughts Mm -hmm. uh far cry up until 2019 assassin's creed since 2007 and then watchdogs one and two so uh some of the bigger series i feel like from from ubisoft absolutely Let's see, uh, I do have a review of this game that I pulled from Joe video mm-hmm. a uh an outlet out of France that had originally reviewed it in French. I have taken their review, and I've run it through Google Translate a number of times, uh, mangling it and fucking it up beyond recognition uh, for for a a nice artist's interpretation, which I will now read for you, David. I'm ready. Montreal-based Ubisoft has a huge fan base full of original skins and codes that still make 80s dreams come true. While you're still having fun at level 28, don't stop laughing at the answers and shuddering at the thought of the next wave. But be careful, 15 coins have a short life, especially do not fall into curiosity. On the other hand, if you're into the modern stuff, you'll have to get middle-aged to get a complete testosterone system. And that was fourteen out of twenty, David.
0: You'll have to get middle age to get a complete testosterone system. Isn't that the opposite of how it works? <laughs> yeah, a little weird. I don't think that's quite how that works,
1: <laughs> Joe. Video. I don't. I don't think everybody hits middle age and then just gets blasted with testosterone.
0: <laughs> it's once you once you hit forty, the the doctor calls you up. He's like, "All right, it's your turn to get in the laser pit." They just All right. you with the tea T-laser.
1: <laughs> All right, dude. You got to start lifting fucking weights because you got to get big.
0: It's time to get big and beefy, bud. <laughs> I hope you didn't. I hope you liked body hair before because, boy. You some more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> David, what is this game?
0: <laughs> this game is a downloadable content, extra extra missions for or not even extra missions, but a riff, I would say, on mm-hmm. Far Cry three. So it is a open world first person shooter. Uh, mm-hmm. you take the you take the role of Rex Power Colt. <laughs> a yeah. a cyber a cyber soldier. So this game is at like thematically really has nothing to do with Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three is very yeah visceral and it tries to be grounded in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. This game is over the top and ridiculous, and it's a, in a futuristic world that has been nuked to to all hell, and the soldiers are now all cyber soldiers who have essentially been risen from the dead and mm-hmm. are just superhumans. So yeah, this game is is wild. The the main gameplay loop is like with most far cries even today is capture the mm-hmm. outpost in any number of ways to to your liking gain more control of the map and go through the different missions on throughout the map
1: yeah that's that that's pretty much it it's uh it's significantly smaller than, than i smaller. think really any yeah. other far cry game uh if we're jumping into things i like
0: i like that it is a lot smaller david <laughs> i yeah i enjoy that too uh, Open world games get so overwhelming so fast nowadays that having yeah. it be a little bit more concentrated is quite nice, actually. Just thir- 13 outposts. That's all you get in this one, which is... That's enough. It's like I, a lot.
1: <laughs> it is a lot. By the time I was done, I was like, okay, great. I'm, I'm finished with that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't just like mainline the story, but I feel like if you did that, you could beat this game pretty quick.
0: I mostly did that and I was done in like three or four hours, I think. Yeah.
1: I think I was, I I did all the outposts and then did the rest of the story and I think I clocked in at like six or seven. So sounds about right. Not a long game, no. but, uh, I like that. I like that. I can just play this game and be like finished in a little while. Mm hmm. Let's see. This is such a weird game to talk
0: about. It, um, yeah. It's all over the place. There's a lot There's a lot to unpack here.
1: Yeah. There's like a few things that I have to say up front that I like are unignorable, I feel like. Yes. Humor plays a big part in this game. And I would say like a lot of it doesn't land in 2023. Yes. S- some of that is my personal choice in humor, right? Like some of the things I just didn't laugh at. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine to not like laugh at a thing. Some of it's like hurtful and unnecessary yeah. you know like there's like a but there's like a gay joke almost immediately in the game
0: yeah 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 straight right off the bat
1: like it, it's i think colt is talking to his partner and uh, his part, he's spider who's amazing but spider starts the the saying of like men fear me Or something like that. Yeah. And Colt responds back with, and you want to be with men. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so trite and, Mm -hmm. like, unnecessary. And there's a bit of that in here. Like, that that just feels like, God, like, it it feels very 2013. Just like, we're shooting from the hip, man. Fuck it.
0: I think they are trying to be a little tongue-in-cheek about it, Definitely. Definitely. Right? but it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't always land as yeah. being tongue-in-cheek trying to be you know satirize that type of character
1: yeah I, I think like in, in this era and it took a second to kind of like come out of this but I feel like a lot of humor of the era was wrapped in irony and like I think irony oftentimes requires assumptions about the party who's mm-hmm. making the joke right like there's a lot of irony that is wrapped in like you know I'm one of the good guys right like all these jokes are in good fun but I'm not like Bad or anything, yeah. But there's there have been a lot of mask off moments since then, where like, oh no, Mm. the people who were making those jokes, some of them were actual dickheads, and so it's kind of hard to like ignore that, distinguish between those two. So you know, there's better jokes, and and I will say some of them do land. the The one where Colt is offered like essentially the drugs that the main bad guy is taking to make him a better soldier, (laughs) the 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 dragon blood. Yes, the dragon blood. Colt responds with, "No, I promised." a special woman that I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the scientist is like, who, your wife? And he's like, no. I made a promise to Lady Liberty. Yeah. That I wouldn't do drugs. And there's like an American flag that shows up in the Statue of Liberty next to that it. Like, that's, really that's funny. That's very yeah. good. Kind of poking fun at this like hyper masculine, patriotic version of a man that showed up mm-hmm. in like these 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Good. Very great. Like whenever yeah. whenever they hit on that tone i think it's really really great yeah like some of the other stuff with like one of the achievements in the game is named derp very 2013 humor
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like i didn't see that what do you what do you have to do to get derp
1: i don't even remember it like popped up on my screen i was like jesus dude not something that is egregious but just like
0: wow yeah this did come out in 2013 didn't it yeah it's, it's also his obsession with ninjas or stating that ninjas are super cool and you can yes, do something yeah. that's like a ninja. So, obviously that's awesome and something that you want to be doing.
1: Of course, yeah, everybody loves ninjas. You need some shurikens like a ninja. Let's do it. Which I I know is kind of a throwback to the 80s unto itself, but uh yeah, it still feels very very strange in the modern moment. Mm-hmm. I think like the game is asking you to uh just like turn your brain off a little bit and oh, Absolutely. Uh, if you can do that, it there there's there's enjoyable stuff in here.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh one other thing that I just yeah. I think I have to mention as, yeah, yeah. as something that did not land well. The sex scene. Where oh my god, dude. The she's saying yes, yes and then no, no, no and it ends with her saying no. Uh, I know. I also just was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, I was like, "What is going I don't even see the joke there personally." I was very <laughs> confused.
1: I think it was trying to make fun that he's like a robot man and so like he doesn't know how to do sex right.
0: But yeah, it definitely read as bad, like, right? Nowadays that's it's yeah, it was
1: not ne- so, Gnarly. yeah no it was yeah, gnarly. yeah that, that that which it helps at the very next scene she's like i didn't know people like robots could be that gentle i'm like okay
0: yeah it, it, close it comes save, around but like yeah quickly but at the same time like in the moment like uh huh that fade to
1: black i was definitely like holy shit man is that yes. what we're about to do here Anyways. so it was i i agree <laughs> that like you do have to kind of put that stuff up front. Yeah. Yeah. That was not, that was not good. For sure. I will say that like the, the so you're talking about the cutscenes a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I do really appreciate the way the cutscenes scenes uh, shown in this game. I like them too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they look like the intro of a super nin- or a, a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. right? Like the aspect ratio is super
0: tiny. You yeah, just super get a little in the bit. middle of the screen. Yeah.
1: Which I think is great. Like, I think one of the bigger things about this game that that I really appreciate is that it is taking aesthetics of the, the games and like very much like the 80s look, but they are adapting it in a way that is novel, right? I think they could have just done like a a surface level take of an eighties idea or an eighties aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, something closer to like Vice City, right? Where yeah. like it is uh, rooted in that era, but I I think that the game is adapting the vibe that those eight bit games had and then mm-hmm. putting that into three D.
0: Yeah, I can which see I think that. is
1: really neat. Like we we were talking about Ukulele last week mm-hmm. and how it very much just takes the idea of Banjo Kazooie and does that again. Whereas I think this game is. Riffing on what a eight bit video game in three D would look like, mm. which mm. I really love. I don't, I, I don't know that. that I've seen a game like that before, right? Like maybe something like Super Hot or something like that. Sure, but you kind of get it in Hotline Miami, but I think Hotline Miami is more intended to be kind of visually like an old school game.
0: Sure. Now I see what
1: you're saying, which is cool. I I, I thought that was really interesting, mm-hmm. and in kind of stark contrast to uh, what we were looking at last week.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's, it's interesting that you say that because I, I totally see what you're saying that it's trying to take that aesthetic and create it in a modern environment. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think the, the gameplay felt very modern to me. It almost felt like I was playing Doom because the game really yeah. encourages you to just go guns blazing. Mm-hmm. I think going in line with the character, right? Just this yeah. super hyper yeah. macho cyber soldier, right? Mm-hmm. And it felt like if I stopped moving, I was gonna, I was going to die. So it just felt like I was going around at a breakneck pace, just shooting <laughs> people. And I'm like, hey, they, they've kind of stumbled upon like the early bones of of doom and doom eternal. Doom, yeah, you know, it was, it was interesting to see that 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 had been being tapped into. And I didn't expect that from a Far Cry DLC. Like I didn't expect pretty much any of this from a Far Cry DLC because. I yeah. think the, the mainline games or at least they were really trying to kind of root themselves in reality. A little bit. Especially yeah. like one through three. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, two to a degree and then it's gotten a little less so. Uh, it's a little wild in those then. other ones. Like, yeah, there's always a little bit of an element of the supernatural but it, it tries to give that viscerality of, of real life yeah. in the yeah. games. So yeah, I thought that was it, it was an interesting change in the gameplay as well because I think I, when I play a regular Far Cry game I'm sneaky boy to the max whereas yeah, this one I'm too. just going in guns blazing there's no fall. Damage. So I'm just going to jump from wherever the hell I want. So let's let's yeah. do this.
1: Yeah, I, it yeah that's to, it's totally true. It seemed like they were almost on the doom
0: thing where they give you hyper speed like you can Uh run really fast in this game you can run really fast you can swim like a motherfucker
1: yes yeah no your swimming ability is
0: is quite wild yeah Um, you also start the game being able to breathe underwater which I really appreciate you start start fully loaded essentially you you have all of your weapons besides the bow at first which is amazing the bow and the flamethrower I think and I think by taking out some of the like quasi
1: seriousness that the, the base game had you're right it does get closer to doom where doom is like so intentionally like listen dude there is a story here but like just shoot demons like that's the Mm -hmm. thing yeah like the, the mechanics of this are the thing that you are here for. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, this this game is getting closer to that. Yeah. Which is, it's neat. The I, I was so surprised that they were doing a tutorial in the beginning of the game
0: <laughs> in like the most <laughs> Mocking basic way. way. Mocking tutorial.
1: Yes. Also, Colt is talking shit on the tutorial, which is, it's very 2013 to be like, we know it sucks. Our main character is going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But then we're also definitely going to make you do the tutorial. Yeah.
0: Like here it still is. <laughs>
1: no one had seen the fact that dark souls gave you nothing yet and it was like a huge hit. Obviously those games had like been out for a second but mm-hmm. like it wasn't the critical mass yet where they're just like no, yeah yeah we, we can assume people know how to press A to jump, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, and like maybe they don't, but I, I think forcing you to play the tutorial where you have to look around as as a thing like it's fine. Yeah. We get it. Everybody's yeah. like well versed enough to know that 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 is
0: part of a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was uh of something. <laughs> that was that was something. Yeah, that was one of the things that it really set the table for the tone of the humor for the rest of the mm-hmm. game. It's just like, okay, yeah, I know you're you're making fun of this, but I still having to kind of wade wade through it. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're poking fun at me now, which is kind of annoying, but It's it's weird. I I was trying to think about this. I I think at the time
1: that the game is saying that Colt is like kind of a dipshit, but I feel that a little less. Mm-hmm. Playing it now, yeah. Like it, they 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 put you in the, in the position where like yeah, Colt's clearly like dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's he's just like this crazy super soldier. But like they also put you in the position of being heroic, and the scientists are total fucking dweebs. And like save
0: the nerds,
1: the, it, yeah, exa- exactly.
0: Like which is the name of missions in this game.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Which like is kind of funny, but also mm-hmm. like it. It. I think they are in in one hand saying that Colt is a dipshit, but also like he's fucking cool dude he's rad he's radical he's gonna he's get radical. shit done he's got an attitude so i feel like they kind of can't have it both ways in a little bit do, do you feel like the game was coming down on that on one end or another at all like do you think the game thinks that colt is actually fucking sick
0: i think the game is recognizing that colt is definitely someone who should be make, made fun of um yeah. and is totally oblivious to other people making fun of him yeah because of the fact that he objectively is good at what he does uh, sure yeah right uh he is the he is the self-aware Badass mm-hmm. uh, who is not self-aware enough to realize that he is almost satirizing himself, or he is satirizing himself in many yeah. ways. So, I mean, he he, I mean, he does save he does save the day, but I mean, yeah. you know, himbo's got to have a job too, right?
1: I think with with my interpretation of himbos, usually that was a, that was a sentence. I feel like typically they're <laughs> supposed to be a little bit nicer than Colt is. Mm. Not that I need every main character to be nice. In fact, that would be quite boring. Sure. But like, I, I think I was just like chewing on if... The game was okay with Colt being kind of a dick. That they're that they're kind of saying like that's fine. Again, I think so much mm. of this is just filtered through the lens of like a bunch of unself-aware dipshits that have come to power yeah. since 2013. That like it it just it rings a little less fun. Yeah. <laughs> since then you know I might
0: come on the side of the game not being okay with him being a dick. Yeah, I think they're okay with his. Actions of yeah. like saving the day, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're okay with him being a dick because that's yeah. really what they make fun of the whole time. Sure, this guy's yeah. a fucking asshole, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Speaking of which, Michael Bean, the the guy who's like voicing Colt, uh-huh. uh, just put on a clinic for being like a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, as far as a voice voice actor goes, like doing a really good job there. Yeah no absolutely he was in uh, aliens as Dwayne hicks which oh. uh if you've seen that you'll you'll recognize what's going on there just a big big marine head empty bro um which is uh, very cool
0: sure sure sure
1: um but he's been in, like a bunch of movies He was in the rock navy seals in 1990 so i think do- dude just has the voice for it hmm. not to mention it's it's such a bummer that spider is killed so early in the video game because <laughs> ridiculous uh, character <laughs> Bill Lamar is the voice of mm. Spider and it's just again amazing. I wanted Spider in every scene. Your
0: whole soul, brother. Yeah,
1: amazing. It's so but, ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's, it's odd playing a, a game like this that is so rooted in a different decade and then playing that game in a different decade. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you really see the beliefs of 2013 in this game. Like it's, it's a very eighties video game, but you see a lot of the stuff that was of that era in this game. Too. It's a
0: 2013 interpreta- interpretation and critique of the eighties. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting playing it in 2023, yeah. a decade later for sure yeah i uh just
1: like total sidebar the ending of the great was uh, ending of the game was very fun oh yeah i loved
0: i loved getting on the dragon at the yeah, end you like
1: ride a blood dragon at some point it's amazing
0: blood dragons are essentially giant radioactive komodo dragons from far cry 3 <laughs> yeah and they go around and they they like just fuck things up immediately they, they have laser laser beams from their mouths yeah whenever you beat a super soldier you can like rip
1: out their blue robo heart yeah and then if you throw that near one of the blood dragons it'll like
0: attract it to that area so you can kind of like use them to fight mm-hmm. the bad guys if you want to so yeah you've been running away from these things pretty much the whole game and mm-hmm. then at the end you get to, to ride one that has a like a turret on top of its head and you just mow people down and the very end of the game it's like the rockets are going off into the air that the evil general is trying to spread the the blood dragon goo to the rest of the world <laughs> and you have to shoot them down and it's like a fourth of july fireworks display it's yeah. pretty ridiculous
1: the uh, the way that you get to that part of the level too you like just got this like wild power where you can essentially shoot a laser beam from your arm mm-hmm. very fun like the laser the, beam the, was great the, the game is essentially just saying like alright fuck it we're gonna give you the coolest gun in the game and let you like beat up a bunch of people
0: yeah we made you do something kind of hard to get it because that that that, yeah. that challenge was difficult in some parts where you, had to, you yeah. had to go through a gauntlet and just like essentially prove your proficiency with each weapon yeah and at the end you get this it's a, it's a shuriken once again going back to the ninja's thing <laughs> and uh, it just shoots yeah laser beam from your arm it's it's
1: very very fun the leveling system here I like quite a bit where there's no skill tree
0: there's just no it just tells you, you what you level up. It's, yeah here is the
1: <laughs> (laughs) thing that you get at level
0: 15 Uh uh-huh which is really fun i'm totally okay with that
1: me too like i i I think the thing that i'm coming away with in addition to the visual style is how that like simplification in this way is not a bad thing and i think oftentimes in this kind of game is a good thing Mm -hmm. i feel like for so long we were like as as the games industry is moving along the ideology of bigger is better was true for so long Mm -hmm. or maybe not true but believed in at the very least and I think you see that reaching its its conclusion with a lot of the games around 2017 that were just yeah. like big bloated Ubisoft games. Yeah. And then the response to that being Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring and mm-hmm. now Tears of the Kingdom that are the opposite direction, right? That it is still an open world game, but you are given so little. Mm-hmm. It is so sparse with what the game gives you initially. And I, I think you like, I don't think that the size of Breath of the Wild is the thing that makes it incredible, mm-hmm. but rather the the carefulness with which it's designed and how you are given all of that and yeah. how it pulls on your curiosity. But I think that there is still a version of this game that works, The this kind of like Far Cry game. Mm-hmm. And I do think it is this. I think small is good with this kind of game because God, I get burnt out on these games if they're yeah. you know, upwards like 50 to 60 hours, uh-huh. I- unless you have like
0: a really, really compelling story. Like I just, I don't feel the need to play it that much. I just get burnt out on the number of choices I have to make. It's choice paralysis. It's like going yeah. down the, the shopping aisle at the at the grocery store and there's like 50 different types of cereal you can choose from. Yeah. You know, it's not, more isn't always better, I guess is the, is what it comes down to. Right. You can, cause I mean, yeah. you, you're free to do and like go anywhere you want in the world and like mm-hmm. tackle these outposts and whatever way you want, but they streamlined it in certain areas to just not bog you down from what really is the entertaining part of the game, which is the gameplay itself and just doing yeah. these crazy things and all of a sudden I was like oh now I can do something more more insane than before because I just mm-hmm. leveled up twice from doing this outpost so then you get to just explore that and it just it it, it makes it so much more smooth yeah because it takes out that moment of oh do I want to go attack do I want to go defense do I go agility like what how I, if I if I don't like this what's yeah. going to happen Uh can I <laughs> respec?" and you just start going down this rabbit hole of just like what if what if what if what if what uh, and it just takes all that out. And, you know, yeah. for someone who ha- doesn't have as much time to play games as he used to, that's really nice. Um, if Especially, you know, if it's done right. Sure. Of course. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nice to not have to think as much about those finer minutia of the game and just enjoy the experience.
1: Yeah. It like unless that is the game, I kind of don't want to have to fuck with it. You know, yeah. like th- there are games where that's fun. I, I think, like, in an RP, an RPG game where it is very focused on, like, how do I best, like, get through these encounters and, like, sure. tuning and tweaking my party, that's fun, right? That, 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 that can be a draw of a game Absolutely. unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Chain Echoes does that, right? I think you see a little bit in, uh, like, Octopath Traveler 2.
0: Like a Deus Ex, like one of those Deus um, Ex? yeah, totally those
1: sim games that you like to play, right? Yeah, the the immersive the Sims. immersive Sims. Yep. Um, where there's like meaningful change, and and that is usually the your way through the game. Whereas, like, I I don't need the skill tree that gives me plus three percent damage. You know, like it's fine. Yeah. You, like you can yeah. take that away. I don't. I like like you were saying. I think the point of these Far Cry games is like go have fun out here and like fight this world in the way that you want to. Yeah. And when it lets you do that, it's very good. Mm -hmm. And also when it is fairly short, right? Yeah. I don't think I could have played this game for 40 hours, but I could definitely play it for six. Yeah, absolutely. All I did was run from outpost to outpost. And like when you finish one, you're usually pretty close to another one. So yeah, it's just just right over the Sprint over there. Yeah. yeah. You just Um,
0: sprint over there like a madman and just start killing folks. Yeah. Which is fun. It's good. I think this game
1: lets like it gets out of your way very often. Yeah cutscenes aren't super long you don't really have to fuck with like any abilities you don't the map isn't very big mm-hmm. and there's not that much you have to track on it
0: mm-hmm.
1: i got a worried for a second because a lot of the far cry games um something that you have to manage is that you have to go like kill certain amounts of like animals yeah to uh get their skins to up your inventory space mm-hmm. which i always want to do because more inventory space is always good yes Absolutely, but it's hard to do that, and it just kind of turns into this like chore, chore that I have to yeah, do rather than a like chore. a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the animals like on the map for a second. I was like, oh god! But then it There's just a like, no, it's a lot of animal markers on the map. <laughs> there are, uh, but it's just like that's that's what's over there. It's mm-hmm. fine, <laughs> which was cool. I I I wish that people or like bigger companies would take more swings with this kind of stuff. Sure, uh, especially the like very big AAA companies mm. because th- this this is great.
0: This is really good experiment with these tiny games, man. So what you're saying is that Nintendo needs to release an 80s themed Legend of Zelda with a very small map.
1: Oh my God. If they like re- like say they were like, hey, we're making we're remaking the original one. We're just going to use the Breath of the Wild engine. It's not very big. You can finish this game in like 10, 20 hours. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm fully in. And yeah. they have like the, the kind of like 80s retro
0: style for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, David. Instead we're- of instead of Epona, you have a, a light cycle. <laughs>
1: It's just Tron. It's
0: just Tron.
1: Jump scare. Jeff Bridges comes up. Be like, all right, hey, I'm gonna tell you about your mission.
0: <laughs> is that is that how Jeff
1: Bridges sounds? Probably not. I, <laughs> I in in my stupor of video games, I fired up Dream Drop Distance the other day, and I was <laughs> I forgot to save, and so I had to play the Tron
0: level again. <laughs> oh no! And Jeff Bridges sure is in there. <laughs> if only Guy Fieri was in that one. Yeah, it's the perfect one for him to be. Oh my in. god! Oh, Triple D. <laughs> Can
1: you imagine if
0: instead it- <laughs> um but it's it was guy that are got sucked a, into tron guy fieri doing a jeff bridges impersonation
1: oh my god another thing i would love to see <laughs> dude i'm stuck on your zelda idea that sounds amazing
0: i mean it's just it's just a very fun concept for a dlc yeah. it's just here is the base game we're just gonna put a weird 80s it's just like what is what am i trying to say uh filter an '80s filter yeah. over everything because it's the, it's the same assets that they had for Far Cry Three. Like <laughs> when you're just yeah. driving around the island, just like oh, if this was sunny and and beautiful out, it would be Far Cry Three again, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. and just make it totally different. You know, there's no fall damage. You're gonna you're gonna be supercharged. You're gonna get a full inventory of weapons at the beginning and just do something crazy. I think that's just a very different and fun way of 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 making a dlc doesn't always have to be a continuation of the story doesn't always have to be something very serious it can just be something wacky right yeah the game feels very playful in
1: in the ideology that it's that it's built with
0: yeah wacky and small and just like a different a different story just something a a riff riff on yourself just for a second fun please it's fun. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say about this game? Uh, I want to know what your favorite joke in the game was,
1: Chase. It was the Lady Liberty one. That one was really good. Easily. That mm-hmm. like I genuinely was like, okay, guys, he got me. That was like up to that point. I was like, I don't think that this game is very funny. And then that one alone was like, yeah, I'm in.
0: I really liked the one where you're invading that dam to blow it up. And then mm-hmm. the AI comes over the intercom and says something to the effect of to, as announcing it to the soldiers in the in the dam saying, mm-hmm. uh, you just remember if you don't say grenade out. Out when you throw a grenade, it won't explode, yeah, and then yeah. you just hear a bunch of explosions everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't hear that. And then it comes back over the intercom, and it's like, "Sorry that I said that earlier." At no, I know it probably killed and maimed a couple of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, you you could also have the other phrase of "Eat this" and more explosions afterwards. Yeah just like damn that was pretty good i love that
1: again i think when when the when the humor is like poking fun at video games like that yeah
0: that was very really good. good that was really good uh, very very
1: funny <laughs> i liked that when you planted the mines in that level too they didn't work like they didn't blow up the damn. <laughs> they did nothing yeah the c4000 There's, was a bust they like tried to to it just like spewed smoke out and then you had to go figure out another way to do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it was good i, I liked that part yeah, I agree with all the things you said. Some problematic bits in mm-hmm. there.
0: Shooting feels good and I appreciate how small this game is. Yeah. No, I enjoyed this game. It felt like if Far Cry was made by the Lonely Island.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That is that is pretty specific
0: and true, David. <laughs> <laughs> It was good, enjoyable. Yeah. Problematic in some places. Yeah, the, the humor didn't land in some places. Yeah, but when yeah. it was hitting, it was riffing it, pretty it, good. It hit.
1: I Yeah, I I enjoyed like uh, as much as I I do kind of enjoy the cutscenes and stuff. Like when I was just head empty, go capture some places. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is it. Yeah, I'm playing this video game. Well, sweet. uh Thanks, Carl, for your thanks, Carl. Uh, for your suggestion here. Appreciate you. Yeah, game fun. Game fun. hello gamers if you want to connect with us on the internet you can check out podjamism.com it's got a link to a Twitter it's got a link to our email and you can tell us how your name is pronounced like like Carl did <laughs> although he said that that's a pseudo name it's a nickname
0: mm. it's not oh, his true name Everyone, send us your nicknames
1: I'll put a I'll put a poll on on Spotify and you can <laughs> drop your nickname in there um, uh, but yeah you can uh, go go check out our socials if you if you want to get in contact with us uh, if you want to suggest a game, that's also the place to do it. So yeah, feel free. Uh, I, I love getting suggested games. It's It always makes my, the next few minutes after I get a suggestion, like I'm just frantically Wikipediaing what that video game was mm-hmm. if I haven't played it. It's always very fun. It's always the, there's so much potential with a video game. It's great. I, I, I love getting suggestions and we will play them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can also check out our backlog, see if we've played a game that you like and uh, you want to go check out what episode that's in. You can You can see that there. And uh, you can see our album art all in one place, if you'd like. If you want to help the show, there's a few things you can do. One is review it on a, a podcast outlet, an Apple podcast or a Spotify. It helps the algorithm to show other Podtimists. Podtimists in wait, unknown Podtimists, mm. who would be Podtimists,
0: but they aren't in waiting, waiting for the time to be courted. Uh,
1: you can also tell a friend about the pod or or... If somebody says, hey, I, I need a new podcast suggestion. A couple of thank yous right here. Um, one, thank you, Scout Wilkinson, for uh, your work on our mm-hmm. art for our podcast. It's very good. If you want to check out her stuff, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash humblegoat. Uh, she's a great artist, and you should hire her to do work for you. And also, thank you, listener, for being here and hanging out with us. You don't have to, believe it or not. This isn't required by law unless you live in the state of Podtumism, the fascist state of podtimism, in which it is required by law to listen to this podcast. What's the
0: punishment if you don't listen?
1: Uh, we're going to ask you nicely again. We're not uh, honestly not very good at being fascists, but are you, we'll uh, are are nice you saying th-
0: that we're anti-fascists, Chase? Wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Antifa with their podcasts out here. <laughs> Spreading good vibes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you uh you don't you don't have to listen to this podcast but you do so thank you for being here and hanging out with us uh we deeply appreciate your your simple listenership if so yeah thank you we, we we appreciate you being here
0: gaming it's a great time uh david do you have any
1: gaming wisdom for us this week
0: yeah i do i do uh okay you know you can you can like things and you can love things and that's that's awesome but yeah don't make one thing your whole personality yeah we are we are multi-faceted creatures and you don't always have to just love america and that's it like rex power yeah. colt you can have other interests maybe i don't know B- video games video games a-, a nice game of pool who knows yeah yeah uh, maybe you like to bake get, get on that great british baking uh championship or not championship? a, a useful great british uh, baking show <laughs> great british bacon i Show. just made it more american <laughs> <laughs> a, a useful thing you know bacon bread is very helpful yeah for me exactly something that something that gives that gives to others and not just sometimes takes like a country does pa- patriotism yeah. yeah anyways or do do something for you or do some you know? for you do some do some self uh some self-searching some self-betterment you know yeah and and you know
1: broaden broaden your horizons read a book books are cool books are great good for your brain good for your brain see a movie Mm -hmm. i saw the mario movie oh it's good it was it felt a little bit like emotional warfare emotional Um, warfare yeah they just they got all my friends and they're playing the music that i like and like what am i supposed to do in this situation
0: give them your money (laughs) i know i did
1: (laughs) and uh, it, it it just felt like they they knew the reaction that I was going to have, mm-hmm. and it was like tailor made to make me cheer and go Mario, yay!
0: I mean, I'd say I would argue that we are like the target audience.
1: I know, yeah. Actually, I I, I sort of disagree with that. I feel like this was a kids' movie, to be honest, mm. more so than like. A lot of other like Pixar films or like Puss uh, in Boots or Spider-Verse or something like sure. that, like the like the pace of it specifically felt like a children's movie where they're just like, dude, we don't have time for downtime. You're not going to get that in this movie.
0: <laughs> if there is something emotional going on on screen, the kid is going to be up and out and the parents are going to be like, what the heck? What, do, what Entertain my, my child. It was good though. I enjoyed
1: it. I thought it was good. Charlie Day was fucking crushing it oh, he as it. Luigi. I, I love Charlie Day. He's really great. His voice really worked for
0: Luigi. It it did. Once I said that it was Charlie Day for, for Luigi, I'm just like, all he has to do is just Charlie from It's Always Sunny, but just yeah. a nicer version of him. A and little higher. A
1: little higher. That's it. You can do that and, and better yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you could play a video game. That's also good. There's lots of good ones out there. Play That Which Gave Chase. It's a good
0: horror game. Mm-hmm. you'll you will feel something when you play it Hey, play it play a demo for a game that came out 10 years ago <laughs> unbeknownst to you i had no idea it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so silly to have a demo for a game that's 10 years old but hey i played it play a demo for blasto you cowards <laughs> for tumba play the demo for tumba i did play the demo for i tumba. played a lot of the Tumba demo i never played tumba i never played the game but i played the demo a lot <laughs> we should play tumba why don't we play toomba i'm down hey next week it's toomba you heard it here first you heard it here first if you're
1: at the end of the episode that's a little treat for you and us yeah sneak preview is toomba time
0: is that their (laughs) is that their motto is that their catchphrase
1: that's ours now i'm gonna replace every bit of our podcast with it's toomba it's
0: toomba time (laughs) see you next week toombas (laughs) see you toombies bye